For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We know how that ends. Like, clearly, we're five right, seasons clear. deep into Yellowstone now with Dutton's at the helm. Like, you know, if you want to bet on Don Whitfield here, I'm glad to take your money. Hey, 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 Billy. I'm in good spirits because I actually really enjoyed this last episode or this finale yeah, of 1923. I'm excited to get into it. A little bittersweet, Addison, because I think we're nearing the end of like this season of the podcast. I think next week we'll do a maybe a recap or a grading 1923 episode, but then we'll probably take a break for a bit unless a new show starts quickly or there's some big news to report on. What are you going to do without talking to me every Monday? Well, we'll still talk. We do a lot of other things. <laughs> it's not the together. same, Billy. It's not the same. I don't know. I no. guess you're over here going, praise the Lord above. I don't have to see Addison's <laughs> face every day. I mean, every Monday. I get it, Billy. I can take the hint. It's fine. Uh, it's not. That's not what I said. It was. I was the one that said it was bittersweet. <laughs> you're projecting. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Maybe we need to dive into that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into 1923 and the confusing lineage that we are going to talk about l- a little bit later, uh, what was the, I can't even remember, what was trivia from last week? What was the question? Right, the, the last week's is going to be the final trivia, so no new trivia question this week, if only because we don't have uh, new episodes after what we just watched. So I will just kind of bring a resolution to last week's and then we'll carry on and bring back trivia for season three, but... The question was, it had to do with uh, Spencer and Alex coming upon her fiance and their family while they were in Italy. And the question was about how far they traveled to find them there. That happened like the stance meeting. Where did Spencer and Alex first meet? What city or country were they in when they first met? And the point, the reason I asked that it was just to show how impractical it was that they would meet in this cafe in Italy because they were 5,000 miles away in Nairobi, Kenya, when they first met. Mm, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, no one else did either. So, Wait, <laughs> actually, seriously? No winners. Seriously? Yeah, no winners this week. One Tanzania wow. guess, a couple of others scattered about, but um, I'm sorry. No positive, <sighs> no, no words of affirmation to be doled out in this episode dang i'm actually i'm really surprised right now huh just play like, I, I the sad like... music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on, on that note where should we begin should we begin with what what couple i guess maybe are you itching to talk about first we're gonna say well, i know i say I say we save Spencer and Alex for like, they'll be point two. No, come on. Oh, you want to go point one? There's so much. Okay, fine. 
here's the point I want to make. It's interesting about season one of, of 1923 is we were promised the show about the um, Montana ranch and the Duttons and how um, depression and prohibition has affected America. And we got a little of that. But season one was the Alex and Spencer show. Like this was more a show about Africa and life as a hunter and travelers and this great romance. Like they stole the dang show, in my opinion. So while I still loved the the ranch and stuff, like this was Brendan Sklenner and, and Julia Schlepp, Schlepp for, um, it, it was their program. And that was the reason I think I tuned in with excitement week to week. So I'm always excited to talk about them first. <laughs> yeah, I, I also really, and that's something I, I personally liked 1923 better than I liked 1883. And I kind of was thinking through, okay, why, why? They're the same type of vibe, like why? And I think that was it for me. It was a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more. Like I loved watching. I mean, first off, two good looking people. Like it's not hard to watch watch them in general. And um, yeah, I just, it really, it really was the, the Julia and um, Brandon, Brandon show. And I, I am kind of curious. I'm like, does the rest of the cast feel a little bit gypped? Like does... Michelle Randolph, I mean, she was, you know, a young love as well, and she was not the main the main star. She still ate at the table, but wasn't the main main reason. No, you're right. And well, Jack wasn't nearly as compelling of a character. I don't feel like, and, and there just wasn't as much that happened in Montana as there was. Yeah. Like there was a lot of kind of slow passing of the seasons in Montana, where every episode Spencer and Alex and were battling lions. Um, they're on a tugboat. Uh, she ran away with them. I mean, every every episode was this new romantic adventure that you could kind of just like you just kept you talking about it. We speaking of kept us talking about it, we've got to just dive into. I don't even know how we just got to rip the bandit off on the the boat scene where they get on mm. the boat um, and they realize ex fiance bay is also going to be getting on the boat as well, which, Billy, I don't know about you, but it makes me really, it, it made me chuckle of, you know, here's Alex getting clearly very flustered by the fact that Arthur is getting on the boat. And I'm sitting here going, homegirl, you've run from a, lion, a leopard. You have, like, escaped death of potential drowning. Like, there are so many bigger things here. And you are concerned about your ex-fiance currently? Like, what? Yeah. Well, nothing makes someone shrivel like seeing an ex-love, I guess. Did you, did you feel a little bit gypped that we didn't get to see a resolution from the cafe soon? Like we didn't no. get to see that uncomfortable talk? Oh, really? I did. No. I wanted to see what happened there. Well, because we essentially got it with yeah. the dinner scene. Well, I suppose we eventually did and made up for it. But let, let's reset the scene here. So they get on the boat and they decide at first they're just going to live in their quarters for three weeks. And they kind of decide that's impractical because Alex is having a little bit of a sickness in the morning. I'm not going to say morning sickness per se, because we don't know what's going on with her, but she is feeling ill. So she needs to go above board. And that's when she runs into her best friend. And slowly they decide that they're going to come out of their shell and go have dinner in the uh, palace ballroom that evening. You know, before we get to the palace ballroom, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room, Billy. Um, I kindly say that you were wrong about the fact you were, you were diehard of the fact that you felt like we were going to see a very preggers. You don't think Alex. she's pregnant? No, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that she's not pregnant, but in our previous 
videos, you had said, you know, her face looks full. And I realized that that was more so just a camera angle, unfortunately, that we weren't I, I was yeah. under the impression that we were going to get to this episode and she was going to be very pregnant. I do think. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I read the room incorrectly. I thought they were back in Montana. Her face did, did look a little bit full, but, you know, I made the classic male mistake about thinking a woman is pregnant, you know, before like basically yeah. the baby's being delivered. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my well, bad to fictitious Alex on that one. Well, here is why I do think that she is pregnant. Yes, to your point of she's dealing with this quote-unquote seasickness that I'm like, hmm, you know you were on a tugboat, and I feel like you would feel seasickness more, and you never mentioned anything about being seasick. So that was red flag number one. And then red flag number two was when she, when Jennifer, her, her friend, came up to her and realized that she was on the boat. And Alex had said, the only family I'm worried about is the one I'm starting. Now, yes, we could infer that that means she's excited to just start family, a.k.a. meaning uh, Spencer. But I took that as she's pregnant and she's looking forward to the family that she's going to be growing, a.k.a. adding a kid to the family. In fairness, I said she was glowing. I don't know that I said she looked fuller. I did dance around. And she was glowing, but she wasn't glowing in quite the same way throughout this episode. So that is true. I will, I will, I will take back my. You did say that she was glowing. I, I took that and ran with it. No one, no one emails <laughs> Savatase of Country <laughs> with hate comments. I didn't see if she was drinking though during the dinner, um, because we pretty quickly got caught up in some other things. Mostly that there was a, there was a duel. And that was, I mean, anytime I love when people slap people with gloves because it's the most old timey thing in the world to do. And it's just hilarious. Um, But like an old fashioned duel to the death, presumably for Alex's heart. (laughs) I don't even know if it was for Alex's heart. I just feel like it was for just that, that Arthur could prove that he's the better man. Like, I don't know if he was ultimately wanting her back. At least in my head. That didn't work out for him. (laughs) Let's just like, not only did it not work out for them, him, and I'll let you paint the scene there, but what I found funny, Billy, was the fact that I'm like, uh, do people, like, the ship, uh, the, like, boat crew, I don't don't know, staff, um, I don't know, like, what you would term, like, who gave, uh, Spencer the his sword but in my head I'm laughing going do we just have swords lying around on this boat so we can just our duels common that you know you're just gonna hand over a sword and huzzah you know like what is this is this normal but I did laugh where you know after after Spencer tells Arthur's father you know I kill for a living which genuinely made me cackle I was like let's stitch that on a pillow but that that Arthur really still thought, like, all right, I'm going to take this guy down. He, well, you know, the, the only reason maybe that they got away with that to the extent that they did is because, as it turns out, Arthur's family is pretty prestigious British royalty. And we'll break that down in a moment. But what happens is um, the challenge is made. Arthur chooses swords. Spencer has never handled a sword in his life. And pretty quickly, he just overpowers him because he's like a foot taller and 80 pounds heavier and... 10 times the man that Arthur is. And he whoops his butt. Frustrated, Arthur pulls a gun and comes at uh, Spencer. 
Instead of shooting him from a distance, Spencer grabs his arm and chucks him overboard into the freezing water, presumably to be killed. And that gets Spencer arrested because no one will come to Spencer's defense and and, and tell people that it was self-defense, which it really was. And, and until finally the very end, um, the one friend you referred to, was her name Jennifer? I, I thought so. Okay. But maybe I should not be quoted on that. Well, she steps up finally, and, and Spencer and Alex end up being clear of charges. And even the, the kid's dad, Arthur, ends up kind of being much cooler about the whole situation than I thought think i would be i had my son just lost in a in a battle like that i'm sorry he's the one who banned he's the one who had spencer arrested like how else do you think he'd react he could have kept him in the brig i feel like he understood his son was behaving poorly and rash and tried to talk him out at every turn and, and even says to him she doesn't love you, son. You're better off without her. Like he's keeping a very calm head, which I would not expect from someone, um, you know, who's got a lot of pride. He's part of the British monarchy. I'm going to let you take that. I, I don't know if I fully agree with it. We'll just let that lie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So it ends up. What ends up happening is that uh, Spencer is taken ashore by a dinghy. Alex is forced to stay behind because. They don't believe that they were married properly. Um, so Alex is screaming out, I'll meet you in Bozeman while Spencer's being dingied away. And then the credits roll and we get a huge Such cliffhanger a good scene. to end season one. Um, yeah, it, it was good, but um, I, I couldn't get past the royalty names and Alex's secret. Well, and yes, let's let's back up real quick. So when Brandon, I mean Brandon, I'm I'm calling him his actual his actual name when Spencer is taken to see the ship captain, he says, you know, you know my my wife Alex and you know we're we're married and the the uh, captain corrects him and says, you mean the Countess of Sussex. And that's when he looks over at her friend who happens to be there because she's essentially giving a testimony of what she saw. And he looks at her like, I'm sorry, my wife is pretty much, you know, this this moment of, am I hearing that correctly? And she confirms, right. yes, Countess of Su Sussex. And this is when we learn, which I love that we saved this till the very end. Like you could tell that she was wealthy from the beginning of when she met Spencer but this is a whole different world that we have stepped into that now we realize, I'm sorry, please hold. She's royalty? Yeah, she's got money out of her ears. Like mm -hmm. this is they are going to be taken care of from here on out as long as um she still has a tie to that bank account. How she becomes royalty though, this is all very confusing. I, I was instantly curious to find out like where she ranks within the royal court. And I didn't know what a countess was. Um we also find out that Arthur's father is the Earl of Sussex. Here's what I've learned. Basically, it's impossible for the father to be the Earl of Sussex and Alex to be the Countess of Sussex. Because a Countess, in most cases, is an Earl's wife. Oh. And the father's wife is still very much around. She would presumably be the Countess. So some sort of error was made there. And the reason we know that the father is the is the Earl of Sussex is because in that same scene you referred to, um, the ship captain says that the Earl of Sussex questions the marriage. 
uh, Arthur is the young boy. He's dead. He's not around to question the marriage. And then we get a scene after Spencer's taken in the dinghy where the ship captain says to the old man, you may question the marriage, but you can't question their commitment or something. like Yeah. That. So he has to be the Earl of Sussex. Uh, Alex isn't his wife, so I don't know how she would be the Countess of Sussex. So some kind of scripting error or misspeak was made there. Um, if we want to just kind of pin that for a second and still just kind of believe that Alex is the Countess of, Countess of Sussex, she could get there one of a few ways. Her father could have been the Earl of Sussex and she would become the Countess of Sussex once he died if she didn't have any um, male siblings alive and she was the oldest or if she was the daughter of a duke and she married a viscount which would be the son of an earl she would become the countess when the father-in-law died the earl none of that seems likely in this case unless she has married previously See, I think I got confused in there somewhere cuz my brain was going down oh my gosh are her and arthur were they cousins? Well, that's also possible. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Great. So you just continue to leave me with a major question mark, Billy. The the British royalty are ranked like this. There's, I mean, aside from king and prince, there's duke, and just below that is the marquess, then earl, then viscount, then the baron. Um, the earl's wife is usually the countess. And the reason that is, is because in other parts of Europe, the Earl is known as the Count. Count Dracula is the same as an Earl. He may also be Earl Dracula or Earl Chocula, if that's what you prefer. And the Countess would be his wife. That's how it is in most cases. So how Alex Ale Alexandra is a Countess is beyond me. I think we can safely assume she is because that seems to be a pretty big plot point. So she gets all the sort of the royalty benefits and maybe the minutia of how she got there isn't important. But it certainly sent me on like an hour to 90 minute long rabbit hole until about midnight last night um, trying to pin all this down. And I, I came up with as many questions as answers. Not surprised that we that you rabbit trailed. But yeah, we're still we'll, we're still left with answers. And the only thing now I, I kind of I do have a hot take here with the fact that she is. Oh, actually, I'm going to pause my hot take because we might want to talk about the Dutton Ranch. For me to, for people to understand, for people yeah, to understand my hot there. take. Let me add one other thing. There is a difference, maybe two other things. There is a difference between someone being Earl of Sussex and the Earl of Sussex. Why? <laughs> Why is so right? So the Earl of Sussex is the real thing. That's the real deal. You're the heir. But some of the British royals have multiple titles. For example, uh, Prince Harry, who's married to Meghan Markle, he is the Duke of Sussex. But he's also the Earl of Dumberton. His son can sort of squat on that secondary title, but he would just be Earl of Dumberton because it's a uh, courtesy title. All I'd be right. Curious, there is no current Earl of Sussex, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like tones of like Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, like reminders here that I, as I was kind of fishing this in, I was kind of wondering if that's where Taylor Sheridan's head was at. Like he's really into the Royals and he watches the crown maybe because there's like shadows of that all over this. Uh, if you take nothing away, just believe that she is the Countess. It was really confusing and perhaps incorrect on how she got there. 
but she's bringing a boatload of money over with her to America uh, when and if she actually gets there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, and when she, and if she actually gets there, it'll be the question of, is she with child or does she already have a child? If she is pregnant. Yeah, this gets to a whole nother sort of family tree thing that I'm going to stay away from mm-hmm. because we learned that the sad news that Elizabeth has indeed, like you predicted, Addison, she has lost her baby. She miscarried. Uh, it's not clear if it's because of the bullet she took or if her ability to have kids is totally compromised, but she lost her baby pretty early on in the pregnancy. I would just like to say I... I- Obviously, a very tender topic, but I am proud of myself that I stuck to my roots and my thoughts because sometimes I change my mind on here. And I mm. will say, like, you know, Yellowstone, I was maybe wrong about some theories about Beth here and there. But this one, I was like, nope, Billy's not going to change my mind. I'm going to stick to my gut here. And I was right. I had been calling it from all along that there was she was not going to carry that baby uh, to full term. Do you think she ends up becoming the mother that leads to the the John Duttons that we know today? So I don't know that necessarily, but I do. I don't know if necessarily this miscarriage is kind of like us xing her out of having children. Like she can, she there is a potential that she could have a, a child down the line. Especially if I mean, right now we're sitting with this question mark of you know Alex could be pregnant. We also don't know if Alex actually makes it to Bozeman. You know, and we're sitting here going, uh, Elizabeth currently, you know, had a miscarriage, but that doesn't mean that she's not going to have a kid. You know, there you can kind of play both sides of, you know, a potential right. what if there. So I don't, I, I can't answer that because I just, I don't necessarily know. But I do think that scene was really powerful in the way that Jack handled it. And he hit at it by pretty much saying, I, you know, I watched my, my aunt raise, you know, raise me without having any children. And that doesn't mean that she was any less of a mother, you know, et cetera, et cetera, just because she couldn't birth her own children. And I think that was a really powerful scene because I don't know if Jack would have reacted that way if he hadn't, you know, when they, people say, you know, nurture versus nature, I think that was absolutely nurtured, um, a, a quality in him to be empathetic in in that way. And so I just thought that, that was a really sweet scene for him to kind of, you know, almost express the way that he's raised in his current life. He showed some real growth there. It had been mm-hmm. a little bit of a flat character for Jack, but I think that was maybe his finest moment mm-hmm. this season. Cause that was a, a really sort of tender scene that I don't know necessarily anyone expected from him. This one, this episode, we kind of ran into, we we did get, you know, back into the squabble of the Dutton Ranch and Donald Whitfield paid off the tax that um, Jacob Dutton had owed. And it was a hefty, we learned that it was a hefty sum. 
But by doing that, he put almost this tie to Don Whitfield that Jacob did not want. A bit of an odd tax law. I didn't know that if you, maybe in that time, if you paid someone's property tax, effectively, you're the lien holder for mm-hmm. said property. Um, it, it seems like that would be create some really cannibalistic business practices. But th- that seems to be the real deal. Jacob's afraid of that and he, he needs some money. So it seems like by the end of the year, which is coming up soon because we're in the fall, maybe there's just weeks or months left. Um, Whitfield, the hard part about that plot line and they ended that as a bit of a cliffhanger there. Like we know how that ends. Like clearly <laughs> we're five right, seasons clear. deep into Yellowstone now with Dutton's at the helm. Like, you know, if you want to bet on Don Whitfield here, I'm glad to take your money, but <laughs> It's well, not looking good for the bad guys. Where I feel like we bridged the gap here, and this is where my little my hot take about Spencer and Alex was going to come into play now, is that because clearly Alex has a ton of money. I think she, when they get back, eventually meet up in Bozeman, she pays Don Whitfield whatever that tax would be. Like I, I think she takes care of it. She just comes in writing checks right off, right yeah, off yeah, the yeah. bat. <laughs> I could see that, I guess. It's possible, but it seems like that would involve the British royalty a little bit more. Like there would be echoes of that maybe down the line and in future episodes. In modern day Yellowstone, we don't see any sort of echoes of royalty being involved. Just rain on my parade over here. Well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to get off the episode and just cry about it later. How would you compare the evil Donald Whitfield to the evil Garrett Randall. Like who is a worse human being? (laughs) Garrett, Garrett. And I can say that confidently because he's, yes, because he's blood. He's blood related. Like there's no, like with Donald, there's no like ties to any family. So it's just, it's just pure evil where with Garrett, Jamie is his son. And the fact that it's like so sinister, so sick that he's not only evil, but it's against his own son. He was helping his son, though. Yeah, like but we need. Yeah, but it was always to his own. Like, it was always going to favor Garrett. Oh, I think I, 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 I think Don Whitfield is darker and more sinister like there's a black hole in that heart where he just loves torturing people in well, as many different ways as he possibly can um, i mean i, I he's, do he's a, he's a bad man i do agree with those statements okay so we, we all these characters seem set to return to season two whitfield banner like there was no major well per, perhaps one major death we don't know yet uh, zane the ranch hand isn't looking too good although i don't know if he um if he ends up dying or not. Um, but everybody looks like, even Tiona seems like she's coming back for season two. There's a lot left in that storyline. Do you want to fill people in on the Tiona scenes? Like what is, pretty much she, sure. well, go for it. Well, there wasn't a whole lot that happened. Um, and, 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 you know, most of the action was last episode. This episode, she does meet up with her father and Pete Plenty Clouds. Um, her and Pete start to kind of fall for one another creates a little bit of a humorous dynamic where the dad's trying to talk them out of it actively. And she kind of tells them, I don't know, she does what a teenage girl does, I guess. Um, in kind of a way that makes sense within the plot of the show, but they're headed South. They're headed to Comanche land. 
And the uh, priest, Father Renault, he has hired the marshal who we saw kill Tiona's grandmother. His name is Marshal Kent. Uh, they've teamed up and they're going after him now. And they and they kind of figure out that Tiona and, and Runs with Horace and Pete are all headed to Comanche lands. So they decide they're going to take a train there and meet them there when they arrive. Uh, that'll all happen next season, probably early on. But a couple of interesting things about that is, uh, one, Tiona heading south puts her perhaps on the path of our buddy Sam from 1883 because he was Comanche. And he'd be about 60 now, but maybe somehow those paths intersect. Ooh, I like that. Far-fetched. bit far-fetched, but possible. Uh, And then the second part of that is just a little trivia note that if you've watched Wednesday on Netflix. Okay. The the sheriff from Wednesday, as well as Detective Lankford from The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Did you watch that? I have not seen either. Madison, your and I's TV viewing, aside from these shows, really <laughs> differs. It's the same character. The same grumpy detective in all three oh. is the same guy. Jamie McShane is his name. Like he has one role and he plays it like this time he's on a horse, but it's the same dang guy. Like anytime you need a grumpy law enforcement character, apparently you call up Jamie McShane. And he's been stereotyped. A, a little bit. Um, but he's a good actor. And he does seem to... I don't know. I kind of almost think maybe at the end he's going to help Tiona because he doesn't seem all in on the the Catholic cause. I would also agree with that where they were sitting, uh, where they were looking out at all the the crosses and pretty much the priest saying that a lot of people have died. A lot of kids. Right. Right. And and they want to bury the priest and he says, well, if, your God makes you go through all that, then there must not be a heaven. Like he's clearly not a man of God. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that'll in the end, help him um, help Tiona. We shall see. So I have a hot take regarding Pete and Tiona. I think that that scene where her father says, you know, we don't have time for love. I think it was put in there for a reason. And I think that Obviously, we see that they end up kissing. Like she's pretty much telling her dad, "I'm going to do what I want." But my hot take is, I think she's going to end up being pregnant, and either on their journey, because clearly they still have a long way to Wyoming where they're trying to get to, and somehow, and I, I do admit that this this idea, yes, has potential holes here, but I think either by the time they make it to Montana, she might be ready to give birth, whatever. It ends up causing her to stay in Montana. Montana. She ends up settling in Montana, and that's where we get the rainwater, the Thomas Rainwater lineage, um, was because she never actually ended up making it to Wyoming. So I did a little research on Thomas Rainwater to try to track down his origin because I remembered during the early seasons of Yellowstone, he wasn't like born and raised on the Broken Rock Reservation. He kind of came later. What had happened was he grew up thinking he was Mexican. He never knew his real mother. And it was only when he became a teenager, maybe a little bit later, he learned he was indigenous. And that's when he kind of accepted his background and and really embraced it and became this great leader of men and ultimately the chief of the the tribe there. But I, I don't think that he lived in that area. I believe, if I remember right, he lived south or from other parts. Um outside of Montana. So if that's true, then somehow Thomas gets 
kicked out of the reservation somehow. So my alternate theory is that through events to come, um, Tiona could possibly be Rainwater's grandmother. That's the possibility. Through events to come, like they have to hide the baby and maybe hide uh, the baby's family as she gets a little bit older. So they continue to avoid persecution from the, the Catholic Church for what Tiona did. Oh, I like that idea. Just a theory. I, I don't know. Long ways to go on that one. But um, my my other theory is this, and I think this is kind of actually becoming more true. Like we've long been expecting this intersection of plot lines between Tiona and the Duttons on the ranch. And I don't think we're ever going to get that. I think these are parallel plots that are just meant to show two different realities hmm. of early 19th century America and also inform us as we kind of get deeper and deeper into Yellowstone. I don't think that there will be this Jack Dutton Tiona scene or even Jacob Dutton um, and Tiona scene anytime soon. I, I think they'll they'll stay on separate tracks throughout the course of the remainder of this series. So is there anything else on the finale? I can't, I truly can't believe it's the finale, uh, which is so different than 1883. I was applauding that we were on the finale, but is there anything else before I get to the Q and a that you might want to add? Well, Brendan Sklenner did an interview with the Hollywood reporter and um, he doesn't offer a whole lot, but he does say he's not sure if Alex is pregnant and he doesn't know if he's the father to the Dutton family line. Um, and, he, and none of them seem to really have any idea what's coming next, which tells me they haven't started shooting. They haven't received scripts. So we are months, if not more, away from season two of 1923. Well, we still got I don't know play. which show's coming next. Like, what show think- are we getting next from the Taylor Shindian universe? Maybe four sixes. I, I feel know. like we've teased that for so long that it's like, when? <laughs> when, Taylor, when? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's been forever that we've been talking about that show. And um, I, I really I really don't know what's coming next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, on that note, should we, should we dive into the, the Q&A? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, up first is Gina, who says, could Alex's family be connected to Whitfield in some way? Could be interesting. Hmm. Kind of fun wow. to think about. I, I mean, know. yeah, that's but fun. He's British, but... right? Uh, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of British people like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought actually maybe what might be more interesting is if Arthur's family is connected to Whitfield in some way. Now kind of that would some be interesting. Sort of... Yeah, um, that would add another layer of drama that we wouldn't see coming next season. Um, I don't really have a hot take on that. I just thought it was an interesting thought that Gina had and worth considering. The next one is from Kristen, who says, listening to the most recent episode, I was struck by your comment that Taylor Sheridan has a vendetta against the Irish. I would disagree with that. Kara Dutton, to me, seems like she is the protagonist of the show, 
the heart and soul of the Duttons, plus she's a total badass. Is she I Irish? Kara's actually, I think she's actually Scottish, but the point remains, and I, I made a, a little bit of a flippant comment when I was saying that. Um, and upon further thought and a number of emails from people, there's some pretty clear examples where Taylor seems to have nothing against the Irish or the Scottish. Uh, I apologize. It was poorly researched and just kind of said in the course of conversation. So Chris and I appreciate that. Uh, I think the Duttons in general are Irish and Scottish, according to the internet, <laughs> the fan forums and stuff <laughs> like that. Having, having penned as uh, Irish and Scottish. So clearly Taylor doesn't have anything against either. The next one I have is from Kim, who says, I was so sad to hear you say that the, the deaths during the Tiona arc were Tiona's fault. They were the fault of the convent slash school nuns and priests that tortured Tiona and then closed and then chose to chase and beat her again. Seems kind of disrespectful to blame her as though she should have stayed at the Indian school and sacrificed herself instead of running from the evil. Would you apply that same logic if it was your child? Ooh. Well, Kim's kind of piling on a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> This was after Tiona first meets Hank, and she's clearly feeling a lot of guilt about the two deaths. Mm -hmm. um, she is kind of taking on that burden of guilt, right or wrong, at the time. Um, I mean, she did physically kill them, so to the extent that's which that's her fault, legally or morally, I guess is is worth the debate. Um, but I'm, I'm Team Tiona here. I'm, I'm not. I don't think either of us are like thinking she should be back at the school or, or stay no. at the, mm -mm. the Indian school. Um, so no, I, I, I don't think they were her, her fault or say she did what she had to do to get out of there. Um, but I think I was more sort of personifying how Tiona seemed to be feeling in the moment during that case. And no, of course I wouldn't apply the same logic if it was, if it was my child, but uh, it's, it's really impossible for, for me to feel anything like that or imagine that right well and i mean there's there's and i say this word consequences not in a negative term but there's like for something good that you do there's a consequence and for something bad like there's a there's an effect a cause and effect and you know with her killing the two nuns there was going to be this result of they were going to come after her I'm not saying that, you know, yeah. that was not merited, that was not valid of why she killed them, but it's like the reality of, like, there was going to be an effect of what happened. Yeah, 100%. The last one I have for us is from Michelle, who says, the eating of the heart is reminiscent of Elsa eating the bison heart, which I actually, I, that, I like that parallel. I, I, I like that one. Except oh, no. that Elsa from 1883, she hunted the bison and she was eating the heart as a kind of a way of making use of all of its powers and, you know, kind of it was out of respect for the animal, I feel mm -hmm. like. And the eating of the heart was not out of respect of the priest. So that's kind of where they differentiate. So, yeah, it was the same act, but I think the intentions were much, much different. different. I didn't get any explanation as to the tradition behind the the eating of the the soul that Ationa's father um, talks about before he eats the priest's heart. But it, we did see it again this last episode. Like yeah. they show him again, and there he is with his chest ripped open, as oh, if we well, didn't get it fully the first time. Uh, yeah, oh, I'll 
<laughs> BRB. A little bit. A little bit. Once again, staffattasteofcountry.com is where you can leave comments, um, your thoughts on, yeah, 1923. And and as always, we so appreciate it if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to write a review and rating that helps us know um, kind of how we're doing and what y'all are liking and not liking. And it's been fun. I can't believe 1923 is over. I'd like to get Sterling back on for next Monday and do a... Um... Grading. A rating, 1923. I think that's where yeah. we're headed next. If Sterling's not available, just Addison and I will kind of put our grades on it. Um, I'll save my thoughts overall, I guess. But uh, until there's next episode. some degree of mixed feelings, I suppose. Okay. Well, I'm excited to unpack that. Not now. Fair <laughs> enough. As always, the Denton Rules 1923 and Yelson podcast is another juicy Poundsburg Media podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.